Welcome to Pull the Shoot, our weekly podcast where we talk to business owners, C-level executives, and experts from around the world. Our goal, to help as many businesses as possible grow to the next level. It's our hope that by interviewing these business leaders and hearing how they built their culture and their company, that you might gain insight on ways to help you be a better leader and provide a better culture for your people. Our mission is to change the top-down mentality of leadership and help others to create and implement a transformational leadership style that is uplifting, supportive, and appreciative towards your people. We believe if you grow your people, you'll grow your company. I'm your host, Jeff Cecil. Businesses place a high value on their people and understand that hiring mistakes can prove to be financially costly. They can also disrupt the organization's culture and relationships with their customers. Making sure your company has the right person in the right seat on the bus can make a big difference when developing your company culture. My guest today is Dr. Angelo Valenti. He received his graduate degree from the University of Georgia. He worked for Oklahoma City University as an assistant professor where he was named chairman of the psychology department. In 1982, Dr. Valenti moved to Nashville to establish the company Psychologist, a consulting firm dedicated to helping companies achieve success through people. Since then, he has served as a psychological consultant for a client base consisting of publicly traded organizations, private companies, and family-owned businesses in a variety of industries, including insurance, publishing, healthcare, retail, financial services, manufacturing, inventory control, transportation, and distribution. He also has co-authored the book, Unleashing Leadership, Aligning What Your People Do Best with what your organization needs most with Dr. John Hoover. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So I um, wanted to talk to you a little bit. Um, you've been helping companies achieve success through people. And that's really what Pull the Shoot is all about. So I was very interested to have a conversation with you. Now, you've been doing this for over 40 years or right around 40 years. Do me a favor. Tell our listeners why you, feel, why you felt led to provide these services to companies. Sure. Well, I went to undergraduate school at Case Western Reserve, and that's where I fell in love with psychology. I wasn't originally going to be a psychologist, but uh, I found that the courses I enjoyed the most were the psychology courses. I had a couple of terrific professors that really uh, inspired me to want to become a psychologist. And uh, when I went to graduate school at, uh, at Georgia, um, I really didn't know exactly what direction uh, psychology was going to take me. Um, but over the course of the four years I was there, uh, it became clear to me that I wanted to be a professor, wanted to teach. So uh, I joined Oklahoma City University and taught psychology for four years. Um, and during that time, uh, I was fortunate enough to get a couple consulting engagements just because of my affiliation with the university. And I found that I really liked that uh, a lot, uh, helping businesses. That's great. So rather than go the counseling route or research or be just stay in teaching for my career, I made a shift and joined a consulting firm in Memphis, uh, a psychological consulting firm, international, very big. And they basically taught me how to consult with businesses in a way that really resonated with me. That's great. Uh, so 
1982, I had the opportunity to move to Nashville to set up my own consulting practice. And my, my feeling is most psychologists, almost all psychologists, I would think, have a strong desire to help others. And the direction that I went allows me to help the people within businesses to do a better job in the human resource or with the people talent management aspect of their business. And if I can help a company do better at what they do, then I'm not only helping individuals, I'm helping the company at large, their customers could be the general public. So I think I can have a broader impact in, in an indirect way with a larger number of people than if I was uh, counseling people one-on-one, although I still coach people one-on-one. Um, I like to feel that I'm having in my small way, an impact on the entire organization. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. And that's really, it's, it's, it's very in line with what, what I want to do with Polish shoot is, is help as many businesses as I can. Um, and with a broad stroke. And so, so what you're doing is, is amazing work. I love it. Um, so when companies go to hire people, you know, I mean, there's obviously, as I said in the beginning, putting the right person on the right seat on the bus. Right. Um, right. So, you know, why, why do companies have such a hard time figuring this out? And what do you, how do you help them do that? Well, what I like to tell businesses, companies, organizations is every organization has its own personality, just like an individual has his or her own personality. And it's very important to find the right fit between the business personality and the individual personality. Uh, we're in real challenging times now because businesses are often having a hard time finding people to fill different roles. And that doesn't decrease the importance of finding the right person for the right role in their company. And just because a person was successful in one organization doesn't mean they're going to be successful in another organization. To use a football analogy, uh, Odell Beckham, very successful with the Rams, not so successful with the Browns. Odell right. Beckham didn't change. The situation changed. The organization he went to was better aligned with his skills and his personality than the Browns were. Now, in an organization, what, what the mistake that organizations often make is they hire for skills. And what they end up doing is firing for attitude. Because a person might have all of the technical skills that are needed to do that job. But if they don't have the right personality and attitude, it's not going to work in that organization. That's right. And if you ask most business uh, leaders, they'll tell you that the people that they've had to let go in an organization isn't because uh, they didn't have the technical skills. It was because their values, their personality, their communication style, their behavior style didn't match with what the company was trying to accomplish. So that's interesting. So how do you, which I love, and I agree with it wholeheartedly, um, you know, coming from Tennessee, you know, I, I love my analogy is, although we didn't make the playoffs, we're talking about it, but you know, Ryan Tannehill was in Miami, couldn't do anything. He's come to right. the Titans in for three years in a row. He's got him in the playoffs. So I get that. Correct. That makes sense to me. Um, but um, how do you identify what the business personality is and, and help them to match that up with the people then? How do you, how do you help them figure that out? Well, 
I'll spend a lot of time talking with the leaders of that organization to try to really find dig beneath the surface of that company's culture. And the way I define culture very in a short version is a culture is the way an organization treats its people and the way the people within that organization treat each other. Okay. Some companies are very task oriented. Some, some are very socially oriented. Some communicate very openly throughout the organization. Others don't. And uh, you have to understand the dynamics of how uh, those communications and those interactions between and among people go. So it, it takes some time to learn that. And that's why the more I work with an organization, the more I can identify the right people to fit into that organization and enhance the culture. Uh, because you bring the wrong person into an organization, it can not only damage the culture within the organization, but it can have a negative effect on customers, suppliers, the general public, depending on the company. Uh, yeah. So it has a wide, wide-reaching uh, effect. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, do you also then recommend um, certain leaders to go through particular? You know, you got people that already started the company, they're already established. Um, do you recommend them kind of going through some kind of coaching themselves to better themselves? In, in well, yes, and it's interesting. In my experience, the people that seek out a coach are the people who are already the most successful, but they're not happy with just being where they are. They always feel like they could be doing more. Again, I hate to keep using sports analogies, but there's some, most people are familiar with sports and sure. especially football and especially in Tennessee. Um, Tom Brady uh, was the hardest worker in practice, spent extra time in the off season working with quarterback coaches. I mean, some would say, why did, why does he need a quarterback coach? Well, Tiger Woods spent the vast majority of his career with a swing coach. And I would argue that very few people know as much about the golf swing as Tiger. But in order for him to, to stay the best, he felt like if he could get uh, tips, ideas, insights from an outside source, because it's the way we see ourselves is not always the way other people see us. So if you can get some insights from an independent outside source, it can help you to think about things that maybe you hadn't thought of, work on some things that maybe you didn't think you needed to work on, yep. but you do in order to get to, to that next level. Yeah, one of my favorite questions to ask a business owner is, if I was to walk around your business and ask all of your employees what it was like to work for your business, what do you think they would say? And you know, like ten of them go, I, I, I know what I hope they would say, but that's a great question. I don't know what they would say, you know? Well, that's where you can help uh, that business leader because he should know. Yeah, what, he, you would hold what, people, right? what, yeah, what people are going to say about him. Yeah, but it's, it's or her. Right. Or and, her right. And, the, and the only way to know that is to be communicating throughout the organization and not just with your senior leadership team. You need to communicate with people at all levels of the organization so that they not only get a sense of what you're trying to accomplish as a leader in that organization, but you can get a sense of what things are really like where the rubber meets the road, where the individual meets the customer. 
or where they are talking with their suppliers or whether the manufacturing processes, whatever it might be. Yeah, and it's like what their needs are too, right? I mean, they're out there, oh, they're, they're in the trenches. So, you know, what are their needs? What do they need to do their job better? That's what I always like to find out. Absolutely. So um, I want to talk a little bit um, about this DISC report and DISC is D-I-S-C report right. that you do for companies. Um, I actually took one of those before this. Uh, it, it, very interesting. It mailed it fairly good for me. I was, I was very pleased. Um, but talk to me about what that's about, why you do that, um, and, and then uh, we'll see where we can go from there with the report. Sure. Um, the DISC was developed in 1928 by a Columbia professor, William Marston, who um, as a side note, under the pseudonym Charles Mouton, created the character of Wonder Woman. Oh, wow. He was a uh, believer in uh, feminism, I guess, way yep. before uh, popular or even name. Uh, but he was interested in uh, the behavior of quote unquote normal people. And I really don't like to use the word normal because normal is just a, st a statistical term, uh, refers to people who fall in the middle of the bell curve. Uh, and as I like to say, normal is just a setting on the dryer. Um, <laughs> but he was not interested in pathology. He was interested in the behavior of your everyday average person. And he developed an assessment that measures four dimensions dealing with problems, people, pace, and procedures. The D stands for dominance. People who are high on the dominance dimension will tackle problems and challenges aggressively and assertively. People high on the I dimension will deal with people. In a, they wanna interact with people, they wanna influence people. People on the S dimension High, high S's work at a slow, steady pace and don't like change. People lower on the S dimension work at a faster pace and are open to change. People on the C dimension, the procedure dimension, are interested in doing things correctly, following the rules, following procedures, doing things in a systematic way. People lower on the C dimension are more likely to come up with their own rules or maybe bend them to fit the situation. So the combination of these four dimensions, D, I, S, and C, uh, identify a person's behavior style. And one of the things I love about the DISC, since it measures behavior, it's race neutral, gender neutral, ethnicity neutral. It doesn't, it, the biases that exist in some testing situations don't exist for the DISC because it's, a, it's measuring observable behavior. Okay. And how that's used in organizations, it can be used to identify and develop sales management, executive level talent. It's great for team building. It's great for communications training because there are no right or wrong styles. They're just different. And one of the, one of the biggest impediments to good communication is if you're trying to communicate in one style and the other person is trying to communicate in another style, I'll give you a, a, a concrete example. If you're high on the D dimension, you want 
information in bullet points. You don't want long drawn out explanations. You wanna be able to make a decision quickly or, or assess whether you should make that decision quickly. If you're high on the C dimension, you want a lot of details. You wanna present information in a very detailed, systematic, orderly way. So if a person who's high on D is communicating with a person who's high on C, there's gonna be some natural frustration there. The D wants it fast, the C wants it complete. If, if, if somebody tells me I got a new appliance and I read the instruction manual from beginning to end, I know that person has a lot of C in them. <laughs> okay, so people, not to uh, neglect the I's and the S's, people high on I, they have a real strong need to interact with others. They're the people who are going to be the cheerleaders in the organization. A lot of salesmen are often high eyes because they have a genuine love of interacting with other people and influencing other people. Okay, people at high S's uh, and of these four dimensions, uh, a greater percentage of people are high S's than any other. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yes. And when we talked about S's, we talked about tolerance for change. Most people really don't like change. Right. And in many cases will resist <laughs> as strongly as they possibly can any attempts to change. Right. With, either within the organization or within themselves. People lower on us work at a fast pace and they like change, but you want a lot of people in your organization to be steady, dependable, consistent, show up on time, don't show a lot of emotion, just do your job. They're, they tend, high S's tend to be very loyal uh, to the organization and to each other. So it's probably a good thing for not only businesses, but for society in general, that most people don't have a high need yeah. or desire for change. So how does the company use this, the results of this report? What's a, a good analogy of what, how they would leverage this? Well, there's two, two main ways that I use it in my practice is one to help identify what styles tend to work best in different roles. So I try to match the individual to the role. For example, you, you don't want a high D, low S to be in a, in a position that requires vigilance, requires a, a strong attention to detail, requires consistency, requires pretty much doing the same thing. Some people love that. Some people just love to be able to go in and do the same kind of thing every day. Okay, so you, if that's the role, then you want people more on the high S, high C side. Right. Salesmen, uh, people who are salespeople, excuse me, or people who have to make decisions quickly or who have to interact with a large number of people on a regular basis. If the role is suited to that, you want more people more on the high D, high I side. So identifying the right style for the right role is, a, is an important part. The, the second part is in coaching those individuals to develop their skills. If somebody and maybe help somebody who is very high, a high S, 
to understand why an organization and why they might need to change some of the behaviors or some of their thought processes in order to grow professionally. So both from a, from a selection standpoint and from talking about the individual, from a developmental standpoint. As I mentioned, the DISC is also excellent for team building because it shows a group of individuals who are, who are supposed to operate as a, team, as a team where the communication breakdowns are likely to be, where the strengths in certain behaviors are likely to be, and where the weaknesses in certain behaviors are likely to be to help them operate more effectively. It's great that you bring that point up because I was going to ask about that. So uh, on one of the other podcasts, uh, after the, the podcast was done, the gentleman said to me, have you ever taken a DISC uh, assessment before? And first I was like, wait, oh yeah, I just took that. Wait, I did take that. And so he guessed pretty much what I was. Um, he said, makes sense. I was an I uh, and an S kind of, and he goes, that makes sense. Um, but he said they use that to communicate internally in their, in their business. Absolutely. So he, he happened to move the report somewhere else and one of his people called him and said, what'd you do with the disc reports? I got to go talk to so-and-so and I want to make sure how I'm approaching the conversation because I want to look at the disc report. And I thought that to be so fascinating that well, that, people are actually using it that way. Yeah, well, that's a great use of the disc because as a leader, it's important for you to adapt your style to the individual that you're communicating with and not expect them to adapt their style to you. And in, in effective communication, both people are adapting a little bit. So they kind of meet in the middle and find a way that they can communicate with one another as effectively as possible. Yeah, that's great. I love it. I love it. And, and uh, for our listeners out there, I'll have some information uh, about where you can get a disc report uh, and things on the podcast when we drop it. I'll put it in the notes. Um, we're getting close on time here, but I do want to have one final question for you here. Sure. Um, you, you co-authored a book uh, in 2005 and you called it Unleashing Leadership. Uh, the book was designed to help companies set the stage to focus everyone's unique talents and abilities on making their organization thrive as never before. You also said, not by luck, nor chance, nor edict from on high, but from well-designed and engineered leadership system that ties everyone in your organization to the truth of the past, the irreplaceable of the moment, and the promise of the future. Love that whole piece. So here's my question though. It's what, uh, 17 years ago now. Since right. you wrote the book, what changes have occurred? What are your thoughts about the book and how should we be doing things a little bit differently now? Or do you think everything is still pretty much the same? Well, I don't think everything's pretty much the same. Um, when we wrote the book, we were interested in, in helping businesses build the most effective teams. And we used an assessment that was a variant of the DISC in order to do that, uh, it also measured values uh, as well as behavior. So it's a little bit different than the DISC. And what's happened in the last 17 years is there has been an, a dramatic increase in companies focusing on, I hate to use the word teamwork, but most, uh, the, most of the work that's being done in organizations is being done in a team environment now. And you see this at universities also. Most projects that are being uh, done in classrooms and universities are team projects. And if you don't have the right composition of your team going in, you're not likely to get the best results. So in many, you know, in, in many organizational teams, you might want somebody from manufacturing, somebody from 
uh, sales, somebody from uh, distribution. Uh, there might be four or five areas, accounting or finance. And too many organizations just throw somebody who's available, doesn't have enough to do into that team to work on that project. And you, it may not work out very well because it's not the right person. They're not going to communicate as effectively as possible. If they're not there for the right reasons, doing the right things at the right time, then you're not going to get the best result. And that was the focus of, uh, of our book, is to make sure that, that organizations are constructing their teams based on the individual characteristics of those team members, behavior, style, and motivation and values, rather than just anybody from accounting, anybody from distribution, anybody from uh, sales, anybody from uh, you know, leadership, whatever it might be. Right. Awesome, awesome. Angela, thank you for uh, joining us today. It's been really exciting. I've learned a lot of things that I think our listeners are going to be able to use as well. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast. So again, thanks for being part of the show. We appreciate it. To all our listeners, um, thanks for listening. And until the next time, stay safe and be healthy. Thanks for having me.